Imagine how kind the world could be if each of us spent a small part of our day actively listening to someone else. In each episode of Active Listening, students from the University of St. Francis share conversation with older adults and discuss life lessons. The project's goal is simple, to bring people together through the kindness of listening. Now we're going to hear from Nancy. She was interviewed by Jennifer Schenkel. In their conversation, Nancy shares what it was like to be a woman in sports, and she talks about her family's experiences in theater. I'm sad that the basketball season is over because I like to go to the games. I I worked at Concordia for 15 years, and uh, I still tried to go to as many games, but I don't have a car anymore, so I always have to find somebody. Usually my brother will be going, but sometimes he won't, so it's too far to walk. Oh, sure. <laughs> Did you play sports as as a child? Is that something as you've much as we could? Had? Concordia at that time didn't have a program for girls. I okay. mean, it was just like Girls Athletic Association, mm-hmm. and I was in that. We did some things, but it was nothing like it is today. They had an old campus where the ministerial students went, and we had to use that for two years. And then they built the new high school on Mommy and Anthony, so we went there two years, and then they built the the new one yeah. out north, and I lived right next door to that. So. Okay. It just worked out great because the kids could walk to school, and their enrollment has increased yeah. quite a bit. My brother is 10 years younger than me, and I took care of him. Now he's yeah. taking care of me. It's kind of the same with coaching or yeah. teaching kids, you know. I can't even tell you how many kids. Also, I worked for the Wizards for seven years, and I housed some of them. And I get a call. We have one a um, guy from the Dominican, would yeah. you be willing to keep him? Uh, well, give it. I still had a student teacher that was living with, with me, and she was okay. in the upstairs room. Sure. So I told him, I said, you know, you have to have this room. He was as good as he could be to me. He okay. cut vines down, and he was, he, he said, in the Dominican, when they're 16, they right. have to get their own house if they build it. And uh, he was a huge guy. Not too long ago, I had two phone calls. Uh, Both of them had lived with me, and the first one was from El Salvador. And I was babysitting my middle granddaughter at the time, and those guys just loved her. And he did. He thanked me. He said, I have a daughter in El Salvador. He said, she's kind of taking her place for me, and I really appreciate it. And I was by myself already then. They, uh, they made their own food. He came down. He, he comes in. I was sitting, and he brought me a dish of oatmeal with milk. He says, these are good to have before you go to bed. And then another time, and his one was Pedro. <laughs> he had fixed something, and I got home, and there was on my table a dish of food with covered by a napkin. See, here you thought you were helping them out, and they were all trying to, try <laughs> well, they to look were, after you. <laughs> you know, as long as you speak their language, that was that was fun. It was fun working at the high school. Yeah. Because I really, I just like kids that age. and uh, Yeah, not everyone likes teenagers, but you can see them as an adult, and you can also see the struggles they're going through, it seems like. And, I know. There's one that lives in Fort Wayne, for the school year, and he has a son that goes to uh, the high school. Yeah. Or 
Yeah, and my son had him in class because the dad would probably, I don't know whether the boy goes back at the end of the year. I think he was a baseball player, and my son just transferred. He taught for like 37 years, and he got it in the Lutheran system. They give calls. So he got a call from Emmanuel, where he was teaching, to go to the high school because he's the drama director there. And uh, I, I just read it. I didn't say anything. God forbid that I would give advice. <laughs> but he, he, they opened up a drama class. He decided, you know, to take it. And last weekend, he or two weeks ago, he had. Uh, uh, the play at the high school. He's had that for 16 years. And some lady wrote into the newspaper and said she thought that was equal to something on Broadway. He had 80 kids in the cast. And they have such big props down. And then they have it all down. Who takes this down? Who takes that down? And it's. I was happy for him. He doesn't... Well, he has my my his niece, my the Lizzie. She has him for two classes because they have to teach another class besides the day. So he's sure. teaching algebra. Not quite drama, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one's very reasoned and the other's very creative. <laughs> well, I always think it's because we went to Wagon Wheel so often. The people acting there, and he himself liked to act. He was a walk on in the show last weekend. How oh, fun! I looked. I said. Is that Chris? <laughs> Hang on, I think I know that guy. <laughs> Where did he get that hat? <laughs> what you just heard is part of the Active Listening series, put together as a collaboration between the University of St. Francis and WBOI. Additional conversations can be found online at WBOI.org or wherever WBOI podcasts are found. Faculty advisors for Active Listening are Miles Fulwider, Jane Martin, and Kristen Miller. This program was also made possible thanks to the support of Trina Bodeker from the USF Office for Service and Social Action. Our interviewers are Laura Jansen, Georgia Lieb, Caleb Meyer, Sean Rollins, Jennifer Schinkel, Sage Souter, Miranda Tyler, Kendra Seifring, and Doe Thong. USF Meta students are Nicholas Cardosa, Vaughn Gallagher, Joey Lamping, Ashley Price, Renee Robinson, Tyler Ross, and Jennifer Schinkel. Active Listening's creative director is Larissa Whitaker. Our music is by Noah Campadonico. And thank you for listening. <laughs>